I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Of back in the closet with the two crazy cat ladies, 120. That's right. We are so excited to be here today. I do have to preface this entire podcast by letting everybody know that Adrian is down for the count. She's here. I she, am here. I was like, what? but she sounds a little raspy, even though she doesn't have COVID. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, we, we actually spent yesterday in the emergency room. She's pretty. She's pretty sick. She's got a couple illnesses going on. But she did okay. not want to miss this Hell no. specific podcast because Hell this no. is a very, very special podcast, guys. We are joined <laughs> today by Karen and Meredith of the Animal Communication Collective. We are so excited. Uh, this um, is huge, you guys. It's so huge. We're we're um, we're partnering with them. I don't know if partner is the right word because there's no like money involved, but we are working, working together, together. Um, on a uh, fundraising event that's coming up next weekend that we're super, super, super excited about. Guys, it's all about Heidi's Village and raising funds and raising awareness of uh, the, the animals in need out there, right? So um, Heidi's Village is in Phoenix, Arizona. We um, have come to the Animal Coll uh, Communications Collective, ACC. I'm just going to call you like that so I don't keep stumbling no. over my words. But the ACC um, has partnered and continues to partner with different rescues um, to help raise funds for um, saving animals. And uh, they, they offer their own services as animal communicators. They offer their own services uh, to, for, to get raise money for the event. You know what? And she's like, you know what? Here's what I'm, I'm better with my words. You guys, I I would love it if each of you could just share a little bit about yourselves, the Animal Communication Collective, and how you became an animal communicator. Yes. Um, I think that they'll, they'll probably do it like way better than we can. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> with you. Well, we can at least try to do it a little better. <laughs> Can't <laughs> promise. <laughs> But uh, thanks for having us. We are so excited to be here, Adrian and Jay. And Adrian, we hope you feel better really soon. Um, so I'm Karen Dendy Smith. I am one of the founding directors of the Animal Communication Collective, and we and Meredith, my wherever she is in this screen for all you all, um, my partner in crime. And we have been doing this for a year and a half as the collective. But I have been an animal communicator now for uh, oh my gosh, I think like three and a half years, four years, formally. Um, so the ACC, uh, uh, in no certain order, but we'll start with the Animal Communication Collective. It is a group of amaz 30 amazing women to date who have all trained and been certified in animal com communication together at the same school. Uh, we all passed some very rigorous testing to prove that and really have honed our intuition to be able to do this with the animals. So it was a lot of hard work and we're very proud of the way that we connect with animals to give loving messages to people. We all came together um, and decided that doing this one-off just wasn't enough. It's amazing, but we really wanted to help shelters and rescues, especially as we were going into this frozen COVID state that we were all in. Uh, we all have a huge love of animals and we realized that they were all really suffering because they weren't able to raise the funds they used to be able to raise when everybody could show up in the 3D. So this was born out of the idea of us all coming together and uh, communicating and sharing animals' messages and teaching people that animals are our family and how they're all trying to help us at the soul level. And by doing this for these rescues and shelters, they get to raise funds 
and communicate and teach people about the animal-human relationship even more. And so this was our mission and how we originally got together. I love it so much. Meredith. Hi, I'm Meredith D. Stollison. I am, I am in Tupelo, Mississippi. Um, that's one great thing about this, uh, this new world that we're all living in is we're all used to video broadcast and Zoom and things like that. And we can be all over the country. We're, in, we're on opposite sides of the country right now, but we're mm -hmm. still able to all come together with like-minded and like-hearted people to do the work that we want to do. So Karen brought this idea of the animal communication forward to a group of friends and colleagues and fellow students, alumni from, from the organization where we all studied. And I jumped right on it and said, I'm here. I'm going to help you do this. So she and I are now the co-directors of this organization. Um, we have been doing events for, what, about a year and a half now? Mm -hmm. And um, worked with quite a few different shelters and rescues, everything from kitty cats to foxes to farm animal sanctuaries. So it's, it's a lot of fun how many different types of people we get to meet. And we met Adrian and Jay through... Um, Karen having followed them for quite some time and said, Hey, look at this thing we're doing. And they were so I was stalking you guys stalking, <laughs> a little bit nuts, um, but they were so supportive from the very first event that you guys attended. And now we're so excited to be working with you and mm -hmm. with Gordon and Trevor and the phenomenal folks over at Heidi's village in Phoenix, Arizona, yet yeah. another uh, long distance conversation we're going to be having. Yeah. So thank I you so much for having us on today. Oh, thank you guys so much for coming. I'm with Madison in the comments here that she said she loves your accent. Same with us. We love you. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Madison's going to milk it. Yes. Yeah. I know. Nicole said in the comments that she's got to get her tickets. I want, uh, uh, there's a link. Well, we'll talk more about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if, if you guys are, if anybody's interested and hasn't gotten your tickets yet, the link is in the description here. So go ahead and get your tickets. It's for next Saturday, the 18th, June 18th. So um, guys sign up. It's going to be so much fun. Not only are, are they hosting an amazing um, animal communication session, but afterwards we're also doing a, an after party and we're giving away prizes. after party. It's an after party. Okay. <laughs> party. Um, but yes, we're, we're going to be hosting an after party. We're going to be having drinks, giving away prizes, raising more money uh, for awareness and for um, all those animals. And they have so many animals, guys, so many cats and dogs that, that need homes and that need nursing back to health. Um, and it's neonatal kittens. I mean, it's uh, it's amazing what they are doing. It's amazing what everybody in the rescue and shelter world is is doing right now. Um, but if you guys are um, if you guys have not signed up, go ahead and click the link yeah, in the description. Tickets. But don't go for too long because um, it's really exciting. And and you guys already know this if you're here watching, probably. But uh, Meredith and Karen have agreed to do an animal communication session with us here live today with our no kitties. Pressure. No pressure. But no, um, none. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you guys that are like unfamiliar with animal communication um, or, you know, how how it works or what it is. I mean, I, I think most of you guys have we got. So we have so many beautiful VIPs here and they're really familiar with animal communication. It's um, how we learned about animal. Yeah, it's how we learned about animal communication is from them. Um, so um, but for those if for anybody that's watching or listening and doesn't really understand what animal communication is, can can you. Karen, explain a little sure. bit more about animal communication. Sure. First thing I want to say is we all can do this. 
Meredith and I decided we wanted to make this a profession. So we went through the rigorous training to be able to do that part of it. But we all have an innate sixth sense. It is part of our DNA. We come into the world with it. We have these radars in place. They get kind of dimmed down by the world and the expectations of society and, you know, the human expectation. And so, um, but we all have this potential, right? We, and there are times when you know how your animal's feeling. You just are like, oh, he feels so sad. And it's not because you made it up. It's because he really does, Fluffy really feels sad or, you know, Precious is like really upset at, at Monkey. You know, you just, you can feel it. And they are communicating like this all the time. And what happens is um, we begin to, the work that we've done and what we all can do is we have these antennas. It's like a radio wave station in our system, in our nervous system, and, and our energy that can pick up on radio, radio waves in a lot of different ways. We hear, we see, we feel, we smell. Those are just some of the clairs, I guess that people would call clairaudience, clairvoyance. Um, animals communicate like this all the time because they don't speak English. Right. <laughs> um, their way of communicating is through how they feel and they emit that toward each other. They emit pictures toward each other. They send out energy waves so they can find each other. And so they're doing this all the time. It is how they operate. What we have, what we do is we kind of elevate our sensitivities and quiet the human consciousness and allow ourselves to get into a lighter state of mind and feel what they're feeling and ask them to share because they are all individuals too and have the right to say no if they don't want to talk to us. Right. So we have to be in a very kind of calm and open state and they really respect when we do that and then they want to share. So from that place, we send out our pictures, our feelings, our intentions, and offer them to them and ask them to share back. And that's when we get into a two-way conversation. That's so cool. And uh, for those of you guys that haven't uh, seen, we did a um, we did a podcast on animal communication the first time that we were ever introduced to this, and that was back in 2020 when our Mr. Biddles passed away very suddenly. He was just at a at a vet visit. And he, um, it was a routine vet visit and, um, he literally just had a heart attack and died on the, on the vet table. We weren't there. It was tragic. It was out of the blue. Um, and, and one of our beautiful VIPs actually gifted us with a an animal communication session, <clears throat> excuse me. So we were like, okay, well, let's see what it is. And then, um, and it was, it, yeah, we had no idea. And it was, uh, it was actually really amazing. So amazing that we went back and got another session so that we could talk to one of our cats that is still here and see what he's feeling. And we've, we've done some stuff with you, Karen, talking uh, to our Mr. Twister and found out some stuff that we didn't know that was going on in his, in his back and spine end. Um, mm -hmm. and, and with Meredith too, you guys have been fantastic. So we're, we're really excited to, um, we're really excited that you're bringing more light to animal communication in general. Um, because I think it's, you know, for us humans, we, we do, I mean, we all know that our animals communicate in the way that you just explained, right? Like I can watch our cats come up to each other and you're like, I know they're saying something to each other, <laughs> you know, like I, but how are they, how are they saying it? Is it their tail? The other one's not looking at his tail right. and he knows something, you know, like you can tell that they're communicating without verbal, not verbally, not even with body language as we often think that they do. I mean, they can communicate with us with their body language. 
and verbally, um, not in our language. Uh, but but the but what you were saying about how like they actually communicate with each other all the time in this way is so true. And it actually that's that's really the best uh definition that I've ever heard of animal communication, because that makes more sense to me than any of the other woo-woo stuff yeah. that, you know, that is out there. What yeah. I really love too, this, this uh, thing that we're doing with Heidi's Village, I love that there are probably a lot of people that are kind of skeptical, like we were initially. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's fascinating that you guys are using the animal communication elective and uh, collective to do these events for, uh, you know, charities that really, uh, rescues that really need help like Heidi's Village is doing some incredible stuff we've had the pleasure of meeting with them a few times and what do they have like 70 neonatal kittens just in house just in their nursery they have 70 more or more than 70 in foster care right now of neonatal yeah so like they are I mean the people and the volunteers that work with Heidi's Village everyone um is just working around the clock all the time to save animals and it's just such a beautiful thing I, I think everybody should get a ticket. It's not expensive. Um, it's a Saturday afternoon. And for, for those of you that don't understand or don't know quite yet, Meredith, will you just tell a little bit about, I think this is the big draw, right? Like you guys are actually going to be picking people during the main event. Explain that a little bit, because I think that's such a big hook for people. That Absolutely. Are yeah, Absolutely. And side note, I'll be unveiling the two signature cocktails to you ladies um, probably this evening. They're oh. awesome. I've done some taste testing. It's um, it's a brunch event in Phoenix. And so we've created some signature cocktails for the after party that everyone can make <laughs> while they come and have a little chit chat with Adrian and Jay after we finish the main event. So here's how it works. <clears throat> we'll be on Zoom with these ladies and these guys from Heidi's Village. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the work that we're all doing. And then our team, it'll be Karen and me and several other members of the Animal Communication Collective. And we will be intuitively selecting people from the audience, from the, the attendees of the event. And we'll be offering little mini animal communication readings, um, get a little idea of some personality about their animals, and then help deliver the message that their animal wants them to know about why their animal is in their life and why they've come to work with them on a particular lesson that where animals have um, gosh, they've, they've mastered unconditional love. And that's something we as humans are still really working on. So I believe, and the animals have told me that they come into our lives at a particular time in a particular place for a particular reason to help us as humans grow and evolve. It's just amazing what they do for us. So, um, so yeah, we'll be, we'll be given quite a few readings to people who bought tickets and deliver their messages from their animals to them in a way that they can understand. Yes. And that's in the main session. So if you right. just get the regular, if you don't have time to go to the after potty, then, uh, <laughs> then you can, uh, you can still have a chance to get an animal communication session with one of your animals here or, or that has passed. Um, and, um, and then the, in the after party, they're actually going to be giving away some free full-time sessions um, or 30 minute sessions yes. with, um, with you guys for, uh, with, with your animals. So there's, I mean, there's ample so amounts of, um, of uh, possibility in order to be able to really better communicate with your animals. And that's what I really love about animal communication is that, I didn't know that it could actually be with a living cat that you have with you um, until after the yeah. until after the fact. I thought it was always like you know, like the mediums, like you read, like you talk to somebody who's passed. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but I didn't know that you could actually. And I'm telling you, the session that we had with Pooh Bear, he was laying right in front of us, and he knew. Like, he, he was, was um, I mean, I, so many things. The, the way he did his ears, the way he would turn around and look at us, the way he would do, like, all kinds of different things that Pooh Bear doesn't do, he was doing during the session, and it was like, wow. Yeah. It was yeah. it was very, very yeah. eye-opening. And he told us a very revealing thing. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's funny to me that you mention, uh, thank you for mentioning that they can be alive or in spirit, yes. but it's funny to me that you thought it could only be with an animal in spirit. And it was strange to you to be able to communicate with a live animal. Um, it's frequently the opposite for people mm-hmm. who contact us. What do you mean you can talk to an animal who's passed? Right. Do I have to have my cat right here with me? Can we, how mm-hmm. do we, it's all energy. It's all energy. So it can right. be anywhere in any time, space, dimension. It's pretty phenomenal. And, and the interesting thing, ladies, is even the fact that you are so both so interested in helping cats and cat health. That the cat, literally, the cat collective, which is an energy that governs cat, that cat energy of this planet, there was a plan there, even before you guys entered your own bodies and the cats that chose you decided to show up and work with you so that you guys could actually become the two crazy cat ladies. So there's a much higher, like, energetic purpose going on even with our animals and why we are who we are and what we're doing with them at this moment in time and so even like at the cat collective level i'm i'm already here they're already like they met the reason why you met the reason why you are together the reason why you're doing what you're doing and that you are the two crazy cat ladies is because look at how many people's lives you're touching helping them understand about cat health and doing this so there's a huge plan even above our all of our pay grades going on yeah i i believe that whole we both believe that wholeheartedly yeah. because we thought we were dog people and then all these cats just kept finding us and we were like well <laughs> I and, and our cats that have, that have passed were really some of our yeah. best teachers i mean oh my goodness i, I mean I, yeah. in fact let me tell you a quick story before we get to the animal communication reading um when uh mama passed she also passed it was like a Mack truck situation this was in February of 2015 and she uh she started uh, sneezing blood so this was before we were the two crazy cat ladies before we even had the idea now, she was 18 and she, was, she actually had kittens when she was six months old oh. my bad. part of me being an idiot cat mom um and they said that she wouldn't she wouldn't live she prolapsed her uterus she had to have a full blood transfusion all that but they but said she wouldn't is, live past one year of age yeah. and she wow. lived until she was, she was 18. 18. Um, but it was still a Mac so truck. yeah so it was still a Mac truck situation she started sneezing blood rushed to the vet mm-hmm. had to you know it was a tumor had to put her down um but we were both in big shock at that at that moment um mm-hmm. we come home from the vet it's like middle of the afternoon we don't know what to do um, and we can't really talk to each other right like we there was no like oh let's talk about this it's oh, like God. a uh, so we just pour whiskey and, <laughs> um, and we go sit outside, um, around, we had this like fire pit we built, um, in the backyard and we, we just, it's under like a big tree. So we just go, we just went and sat there and we were just like sipping on our whiskey and this mockingbird comes down to the lowest branch. Backstory about the mockingbird though. Well, wait, so it comes down to this lowest branch right in front of us. 
and just start sneezing the exact same way that mama did that morning. Wow. And we were like, we looked at each other and we were like, mama. <laughs> and it was like this instant, oh my God, that just happened. Then we could all, all of a sudden talk to each other. Then we were like, wow, she came back to this day. We still have that mockingbird in our yard. She has protected our yard for, she from, she chased off a hawk once from our, and I have a video of it. Um, she chases off the pigeons of it in the backyard. Like it was, it was quite, uh, it was quite amazing. Um, but, uh, but that was like our first, our first real, like, oh, they do come back. Like they, they, or, or they're still around. Right. At least not all of them have come what back as a bird. The cat or, collect, the cat the cat collect collective. The cat collect you. You're not speaking loud enough for anybody to hear Sorry. you. <laughs> yes, I called it the cat collective. So the the what we would call the diva or deva of the cat energy. There's an overriding energy that runs the each species as like a layer of energy, and that collective energy is kind of helps govern a lot of what cat actually is on this planet. Crazy, crazy. I love the story about the mockingbird. And I love that that was exactly the thing that you had to have, the two of you had to have in that moment to open up your own communication. Yeah. And there are signs and there are synchronicities. And if we're just open to seeing them and understanding them, there's a lot of healing that can come from that too. Yeah. What, what would have happened if the mockingbird hadn't sneezed on you? Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> that sounds like a great title to a book, but um <laughs> But no, li literally it was, it was like that overwhelming feeling of like uh, a healing uh, instantly. Right. And it just happened. So we still had to go through some grieving processes, but it was like, mm -hmm. wow. Like it just felt, it felt, I'm, I still have chill bumps yeah. all over um, yeah. because it, it felt like. I felt like she was coming back to stay. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. We had no idea that she would stick around for so long. <laughs> but well, she's around whenever you need her. Like she's in, she's her being is around whenever you need her. I mean, my cat hockey puck who passed away in 2017 is the reason why I do this. And whenever I start talking about him, I actually can feel him like the vibration of him, like in my head, like on the top of my head. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. I love so it. Yeah. Okay. So what do you, what do you girls got for us? Do, well, do any of our cats want to communicate right now? You're already crying. She's already crying. Oh, honey. Oh, okay. There are certain things that we could pull off if you didn't point them out. No, I don't think. Yeah. Everybody knows that you cry at everything. <laughs> Meredith, what do you think? Should I'm wondering, you give us the names of all of your cats. Okay, here. Presently. Present. What do you, well, you tell us, do you want to talk? Well, we can do both. We could give us the names of all of your cats that are alive. Let's you, ho Meredith, let's hone into a couple of those. And then you can give us the name of some of your cats that have passed and we'll hone into one of those. Okay. See who um, shows up. Okay, cool. So um, our current cat situation um, mm -hmm. is our two youngest, Jack and Madison, Jack. then Friday and Zorro, and then Pooh Bear and Oliver Twist. And that's from youngest to oldest. Okay. And our cats that have passed since we've been um, together is Tiggy, Mama, Scotch, and Mr. Biddles. Scotch. Mr. Biddles. Okay. I All am right. so... <laughs> I couldn't even finish writing the first names. I am so tuned into Jack. 
Uh, he is very <laughs> loud. loud. All right. Well, How do you feel about Jack, Karen? Let's let's talk to Jack first. Everybody's going to be very excited about this. Okay. So let's just take a minute. We usually get quiet for a minute. Sometimes we close our eyes just to kind of open up and let them start. So just give us a second. Okay. He's <laughs> just making me laugh. I hate, you want me to you want me to jump yeah, right in, Karen? Yeah, please. Um, okay, so I mean, I didn't even have to. I closed my eyes. I took a deep breath, and here's Jack, and he's dressed in it's it's animated. He's dressed. I, okay, you got you ladies have heard me say this before. I get information in all sorts of ways. I see, hear, feel, touch, taste, smell, but frequently, I always set my intention before a reading to ask that the information comes to me in a way that I can adequately express to you and in a way that you will understand randomly i don't know why but it happens almost every time i get something about cartoons like bugs bunny or looney tunes um or um monty python or star wars don't know why that they use those illustrations for me but they do so immediately i have an illustrated comic and i think it may actually be the logo of detective comics my husband's a collector if you could see behind me there are thousands of comic books but it's it's uh, um like an old timey Dick Tracy kind of era detective with a hat pulled down and a trench coat. And um, he kind of feels like maybe he's a good guy, but also a bad guy. He's sneaking in an alley and looking around corners, but he's giggling to himself as he's doing it. He's like, I look so tough and intimidating, but I'm really kind of funny. There's a little bit of a um, um, mischievous uh, bit to his personality. Does that make any sense to you? Oh my no. God. He is like, yes, he's, he's the comedian of the family. We call him the comedian. Don't tell us too much. Oh, then yeah. Until we're done. Maybe. Just make sure and we then make, you can tell us sense. everything. Yeah. They can unload everything. But okay. So as Meredith, as you were coming, he started making me laugh because as he came in, he was kind of sauntering by me and then he'd stop and show me his side and his butt. And he'd be like, I'm hot. And then he'd just keep walking. And then he'd turn around and he goes, you know, I'm hot. And he turned, so he's like really kind of toying with me and playing with me a little bit. Like, yeah, I know I'm hot. I know I'm the one. I'm the dude. I'm the one. So he's got this real um, funny, upbeat character kind of personality as well. Like he thinks he's all that and the bag of chips kind of. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's a true performer. I, I actually have an image of him like, ooh, costume change. And he has to go backstage and he's very flamboyant. And he comes out in like marabou and feathers. And he's like, nope, that's not the one. And goes back and puts on another costume and comes back out. But he definitely enjoys the um, being center stage and, and being noticed mm -hmm. and having lots of different, I'm hearing hats that he can wear. And I see him literally like, taking a hat and flinging it across the room and putting on another hat and flinging it across the room. And he's like, I wear so many hats. But there's an aspect of the um, the uh, playing a character through the costume changes that's coming through in this. Yes. Oh, wow. And so I, I said to him, so why are you showing us this? What do you want me to tell your moms? And um, he says he loves, he said to me, I love entertaining them. And he also said sometimes he's a dynamic duo with another cat. And he kind of went like this. He's like, sometimes I'm a dynamic duo with them, but I'm on the one in charge, even if we are a duo. But he he really was like, I love entertaining them. 
is what he said to me. Oh, sweet boy. Yeah. yeah. I totally get that. Can I tell? Can I say now it? you can share if you'd like. Okay. I'm like, can I stay on? Um, so he is like, he's definitely the comedian. He's definitely the entertainer of the house. He definitely wants all the attention. He likes to do his little stunt double mixes. Like he, he jumps up on the, on the railing. That's like way up in the like top whatever such a character and he he likes to do like little flips over i call him acrojack acrojack sometimes like because he's like trying to do his little but he only does it if he knows we're watching he doesn't do it like he He only does it yeah if he's like oh i need attention and it's Uh so clear um i and in his dynamic duo he has right here yeah (laughs) to our screen it was Right. And, um, well, there's his dynamic duo. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, his sister is, uh, his, is she's, she's the stronger of the two, but yet also not necessarily. Um, but I think what resonated with me, the dynamic duo is Twist and, and uh, Oliver Twist, our two oldest boys, and Pooh Bear. They have this language, verbal oh. language, that they with Jack, that they have never had in the 18 years that we've had. Huh. Oliver Twist in the 12 years that we've had a Pooh Bear, we've never heard them make these noises ever until Jack came around. And well, now- let's ask them why. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. Shall we? I mean, before you tell us your view of it, let's ask oh my God. Jack about the conversation. What do we need to know about the conversations that he's having with Oliver Twist and Pooh Bear? Yes. yes. What do you think, Meredith? Should we ask him? Yeah, let's ask okay. him. And I'm, I'm okay. okay, so what, what does he want us to know about the conversations he's having with Oliver Twist and Pooh Bear? Yeah. Um, I immediately, he's really rolling with this, um, this onstage thing. And something you said a minute ago, I heard the words in my head. I don't perform for an empty house. Oh, you said he only does those ridiculous things when he knows you're watching. Yeah. He likes his audience. He, he doesn't perform for an empty house, but I literally see him in rehearsal on the stage, like doing these vocalizations and all those crazy, like, you know, actors warming up, getting ready for things. Um, He's telling me that he's teaching um, Oliver Twist and Pooh Bear. He's their vocal coach, but he's teaching them to express themselves. And um, he wants the two of you to know a message about expressing yourselves, about being comfortable expressing yourselves in new and different ways and to say the things that um, you've always known how to say, but maybe you just didn't have the word. You didn't feel that you had the right words or the right platform to say them. And when I asked him that question, I said, "What what's going on with that ch- chatting with you and Oliver Twist and Pooh Bear? And um, so his, his view of it is he wants to, he wants to be in charge, but he also wants to bring out, he kind of is paying homage to them a little bit by in, engaging with them to share with him. And so he's calling them out to bring some attention to them as kind of, I'm hearing the word, the venerables mm. in the house. Um, I don't know what that word means. Venerable means like um, paying homage to those who have come before you. Oh. Like the old and the wise. And the, the old and the wise. The, and the, they have a lot to share that they just keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want them keeping it to themselves. Oh. And I'll tell you what this feels like real quick. Um, it feels like a transfer of oral history. Like um, I'm getting chills, Meredith, when you say that. I yeah, literally get I kind of got chills too. 
um, it's it's transfer of of information. It is handing down the yeah. stories um, in the oral tradition that's been part of the world for mm-hmm. ever. They're, they have stories to tell and he's helping them tell them mm-hmm. while they're with, with us in body. Wow. It's really cool. Oh, wow. That is cool. Because, yeah, yeah I was going to say, I think it, that the only explanation we've really kind of figured out is that it's, it's kind of like that dominance thing. And it's something that Pooh Bear told us in his communication session was that Jack, one of the kittens was going to be very loud and difficult to deal with. And they were going to have to put him in his place. And both, neither one of the kittens were loud at the time. So we were like, hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Jack is obviously very loud, become very loud. And so we thought it was more of like a dominance thing, just like chirping, chirping. Because they'll, they'll, they'll mount him afterwards. They'll grab, they'll grab the back of his neck. And then they had this like thing, but you could tell <laughs> he walks up to them and he He's has trying- this conversation and he initiates mm-hmm. this whole thing, even though he, it, it almost seems like he doesn't like it. Maybe he just gets more loud, but he like initiates this conversation that turns into them talking back and forth. And nine times out of 10, whoever he's talking to of the two, they will, they will grab the back of his neck and and, like mount him or hold them down. Yep. That's them stepping up and being in charge. Yeah. Cause they, they are the venerables. Yeah. But he's he's definitely enticing them. Like he's calling them out, is what he said to me. I heard instigating. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. But not in a way where he's trying to like pick a fight or anything. But in a no. um, in no, a prodding no. them, in a prodding them sort of way, to do it's, the things that they still need to do. It's sweet. It's super like sweet we to watch. Like, we try not to stop it unless it gets yeah. like a little too loud, and then we're like, I think you need to stop. Like, because, because we know that he initiates it. Like we watch it and we know that they've never spoken and this language so before. And so excited about it. I mean, everyone's just very excited. They're very excited about it. And he definitely. Their body language is very happy mm-hmm. tales and, yep. you know, all of that. But it's, uh, but the mounting thing is always like, you know. A little weird. <laughs> well, to us, it's a little weird. But I mean, I know like cats are different. It's not necessarily a sexual thing. Well, but, and. That dominance thing. Right. And Pooh Bear used to do that with Mr. Biddles, too. Oh, my goodness. And yes. Mr. Biddles, we called the bottom because. <laughs> <laughs> I <right>? love it. <laughs> he just like, like laid there and like took it. He didn't. There was no noise. There was no chirping beforehand or anything like that. Yeah. We would just catch Pooh Bear mounting Mr. Biddles. And yeah. so and that's another that's another question I'd like to ask since we're on the on on Jack here. Mm-hmm. Because when we had that first animal communication session with Mr. Biddles, he said one thing that was like the very first thing that he said, and it made no sense to us. Okay. He said, um, he said or she told us that he fancied himself a comedian. This is before we even knew Jack and Madison, like a okay. few weeks before, but he fancied himself a comedian. And we were like, I don't think we ever laughed at him. He was always a cute cat. <laughs> But he was never like, he never really had much. He wasn't, he wasn't that kind of personality, you know, like. Right. Right. A little bit bad, but then all of a sudden we meet Jack and there's this comedian that I've never even, I've never even thought of a cat as a comedian until Jack. Well, we'd have to bring it. We'd have to invite Mr. Biddles to share from his perspective. So I would want to ask Mr. Biddles that question. Okay. Okay. 
I will say though that Jack just handed me um, a still photograph of Stephen Wright. He's like, that's a comedian, but you know how dry Stephen Wright was? Do you know the comedian I'm talking about? Oh. So dry, never cracked a smile, never had an expression on his face and was funny as hell. And Jack's like, so he was Stephen Wright. Nobody realized how funny he was. And I'm, I'm hearing Gilbert Godfrey, rest his soul. Um, like he's that loud, that loud comic, and Stephen Wright is is that deadpan straight comic. Do you think it's Do you think it's possible that Jack came to like fulfill that comedic like role? I mean, it, it literally happened within weeks of each other, like us, like Boo Bear or or Mr. Biddles um, suddenly passing, and then Jack and Madison being found and needed a home kind of thing. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting. But. Uh, there's definitely a hand. Okay. This is, this is where it's like, you know, I feel like what, I, so I, I feel like Mr. Biddles is like right here right now over my head. Um, passing the torch, passing the torch. Um, he makes me feel like, so I feel Mr. Biddles right now in my chest. Like I feel so much love that he had for you guys um, and appreciation. I don't know what that means to you, but he's very appreciative to you guys. And um, he says you took really good care of him. And uh, he wanted to make sure, he wants to make sure you have joy in your lives. So how that might equate to Jack and Madison, but he makes me feel like he's really wants to make you got make sure you feel like you have joy in your lives and that um he shows me a period of time where you guys were really like doting on him there was a period of time where you were really doting on him um when he when he says he needed it most does that make sense to you oh. yeah does it yeah so He's um, crying. so he's very he's just so deeply appreciative of um, he's ca calling them your acts of kindness when he was alive that he really wanted to make sure you had joy and laughter. Mm. Well, he has done a good job of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what that means to you, but he's he's I could just see he was just coming right through my chest to make sure you knew that. Yes. Yeah. We had a song. Kelly's putting it in here in the comments. Mr. Beatles of Love. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, sweetie. Yeah. Yeah. He was wow. pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. is. Well, if this isn't a good taste of what people can do, <laughs> it's not a <laughs> What is. Oh, you guys are the best. I'm so glad that Jack showed up. I actually told him earlier. I was like, he yeah. was to us today. And surprised yeah. he didn't come in here. He was up I know. Up. He's like, I'll let him do it. He's probably out there like on the railing yeah, or something. Sure. <laughs> so, but okay, why does Zor say, don't forget, don't forget about me? I'm hearing that song. Don't you forget about me? <laughs> it oh is <laughs> why is he singing me that song? 
because, because he's, is he's, Jay's favorite. He's he's the most perfect. No, he's not my favorite. He's just the most okay. You're my favorite, but he's like the most perfect. He's just the most perfect boy. Like he's literally. He's kind of like. I think I described to you before oh. with Oliver Twist, you know, he's like the protege of Oliver Twist where mm-hmm. he's always there, always helpful, always sweet, always kind, always, you know, yeah. doing the right thing. He's there to eat his breakfast and his dinner and his lunch and whatever, you know, like he's just like the, he's like, it's the, easy to overlook and when there's and he's, yeah. other things going on. With the other, he doesn't know, have any health issues. issues yeah. He's happy now that you're talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Leaving my love. Oh, my boy. Yeah, because he's a very sweet boy. Meredith, what kind of energy are you picking up around Zorro? Because I just feel like this very sweet, like very sweet guy, just kind of. Very sweet and kind and good and just like not in any trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of getting visuals of like the kids sneaking around the back of the high school to smoke cigarettes. And Zorro's like, not me. He's not a goody goody in any way. He's just not a rule follower. He's just on the right path and doesn't really care mm-hmm. about all that other nonsense. Yeah, well, Jack's like, like got the, the hook and the gong trying to pull him off stage going, me, me, me. And Zora's like, nope, me, here I am. Sorry, Karen, go ahead. No, no, that's okay. He's like showing me him laying on like the, make either the, the back of a couch or somewhere that's a little bit up and near a window. And he just lays there and he, and he kind of just goes like one of these and he looks back at you guys like, Hi, I'm here. <laughs> and and that's his way of saying how happy he is. And he just he's just a content guy, he feels like. So he's just like, hi moms. Like that. Does like he nothing have, to does prove. He do nothing nope. to prove. Yeah. He just is. This is just how he is. He's not faking it. He's not showing mm-hmm. out. He's not trying to impress. This is just mm-hmm. nothing to prove. This is just who I am. Yeah. I love that. We he, actually have a window uh we have like a, a catwalk, a super highway that goes that's above the window, and he always lays there. Oh, and, just, and he was just laying yeah. there today, and and I we kept hearing like a hissing, and I was like, which one of the cats are hissing? Because it would be like we she was in the bed, and I was in my office, and then <laughs> come out, and I'm like, it's like Zorro and Twist and and Madison, I think, that were laying out on the on the catwalk there, and I was like, I think Zorro's like into like uh, like I think Twist is getting like a little bit of whatever because he's just like stretched out and he's like trying to get a little bit closer to him and then he looked back at me and then he, <laughs> he he's so like he doesn't you know try to he, he doesn't get in trouble or anything but you know sometimes Twist yeah. is like the old man that's like get away from me or something mm-hmm. yeah. But- uh, but that's ZV, totally though. yeah that's yeah. totally zv and i was thinking you know honestly uh the last couple of days have been a little out of the ordinary for us um in our cats right and i was thinking how there's there's usually you know even though we're working all day there's usually times throughout the day where i'll spend time with most most each of the cats for a period of time and that yeah. didn't happen yesterday and it didn't happen today and i feel like that's like where some of the little angstiness is coming from and why it's like you know even friday was the one that i was thinking she was just really missing um oh, yeah. interaction today because she she was just getting extra Zooming. extra extra today so it's funny what what they try to tell us i, know. I love that my sweet zora do you have any specific questions you want us to ask any of them when can you guys come and meet our cats? <laughs> yes. Um, I'll be there next weekend. <laughs> as soon as we can. 
<laughs> I'd love to meet them all in person. Oh, oh they're so amazing. Yeah. Um, and Meredith and I, by the way, have a very special place in our hearts for black kitties. Oh, we wow. love them all. And my princess Dia is not a black cat, but we have a very special place in our hearts for our black kitties. Hockey Puck was my panther. Yeah. Um, and I've had, I was raised by Siamese cats, but um, in my entire adult life, every cat has found me. I've never gone to get a cat and they've all been black. I've had 11. Wow. wow. That's amazing. I now, currently we have two. Two black panthers? Two panthers, one big, fat, sweet girl and one evil genius. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We actually, these were our first black cats mm. uh, because like like you said like all of our cats have just found us and um these this sibling set when we when we rescued them if you will um they it was because it was kitten season and they mm. the shelters were overwhelmed and we we're like somebody's not going to take these two so we we'll we we were like we'll take them and we had no idea what kind of amazing personalities like Amazing. I mean, every cat has an amazing personality, but there's something special about black cats that just that it's and everybody has said it since then. They're like their black cats just have these like very crazy. Yeah. Awesome. They're very soulful. There's a lot of soul yeah. in those kitties. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one one question, because I, I thought about it earlier and then it's, it keeps pinging me. So I'm going to ask it before we run out of time that our girls. So Madison and Friday, um, they okay. Are, uh, is there anything that they want to tell us? Meredith, you go first with this one if you're ready. So Friday, first of all, here I go back to that like Dick Tracy sort of era. Friday showing me her as the um, the beautiful buxom, you know, stockings and stiletto heels um, secretary sort of setting, maybe in the detective's office, who knows? But she's telling me she looks like the you know the assistant in this particular setting but she's actually the brains behind the operation <laughs> that um the detective thinks she works for him but she's really mastering everything let me see if i can step back and get a little madison but yeah. friday is she's gorgeous she's gorgeous and um that beautiful 40s era look and dress she's like i'm in charge discreetly it, it's so funny because madison stepped forward for me she came in like boom boom boom, 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 boom. oh madison and um <laughs> I, I almost i wouldn't say a bull in a china shop not like that but she definitely came in like boom, 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 boom. i'm here she feels I'm like here. a heavy walker <laughs> yeah she's um, bow-legged <laughs> Yeah, she, so she's got this weird walk, but okay. Well, the first thing that came, I, I, full disclosure, I'm just the messenger. When I connected in with the two of them, we were like, bitches. <laughs> A little bit. Like they're like, we can be bitches. Yeah. But they're kind of proud of that. Good. Okay, yeah. Good. Everyone feisty. They, they are. are they get feisty together. They run. They play. We're like, we love it. And then sometimes Madison like gets overwhelmed or hisses or something, and we get worried. And I'm like, maybe we should have let them play. Maybe they're not getting along. We're not quite sure, but they seem like bitches. You they know? Do. Yeah. They yeah. just get a little funky sometimes with each other. It's like, mm. <laughs> it's a girl oh, thing, yeah. right? It's a girl thing. Yeah, totally. 
was Madison showing herself as um I don't know if she's a chunky girl, but she's kind of showing herself to me as a chunky girl and proud of it. Like she likes her. Um, she feels a little bit powerful and she keeps looking back at her booty. Like, look at this beautiful booty of mine. And <laughs> I know we've talked about cat booties before, but there's something that feels big and powerful coming from her inside. And then she shows me kind of a little kitty, but she's like, this is how big I feel. And, um, and she's dancing. She's dancing like Nell Carter at the beginning of Give Me a Break. <laughs> that dance she did. Um, no idea why. I That's I so spit funny. it out. If it comes in, I spit it I out. Know, it's so funny. That, go ahead. I was gonna, it's so funny. Friday is really attached to Meredith, and I keep getting Madison. Just like they pegged one. Well, this you was know, Madison like, I was talking about. Oh, you talking that. about Madison. Okay. Because Madison was like jabbering in my ear about food. Food? What kind of food? What kind of she food? likes she likes her food. She says, um, now I know how amazing you guys are about feeding your cats. So that it's not even a question of like, what, what are you eating? I already know what they eat. But she's she really likes her food. She likes like the um, she wants you to know it's there's something about the moisture, but not just the moisture, but there's some broth part of it that she's like like really like grooving on it. So there She's really into the the brothiness of the food. Really? I'll tell yeah. you, these two are like, the our girls are like the hardest to feed. Like all the boys are like, let's mm -hmm. eat whatever. And then the girls are like, they walk us around the house or run around the mm -hmm. house and we have to chase them for their food. <laughs> like every meal, it's like, where do you want to mm -hmm. eat today? And they're like, right here. No, no, no. I think I want to eat right here. No, no, no. Yeah. And then we have to like, we have to chase them around the house every meal, almost every day, unless yeah. they're, really really hungry and then they just jump up on the counter while we're putting mm -hmm. it in the like plates or the bowls and they dig in so there's a little bit okay it's very interesting because this is where we get it we could get into soul lessons right depending on how much time we had and when we get into private readings with people things like that that trigger you guys to be like what the heck is going on there why do they keep doing that it's usually tied to a soul lesson right so this is where the um there's something about it about don't tell me what to do is what I heard Madison say in particular, because she's the one who keeps at me. And she's like, I'll decide. I know when I'm hungry and I'll decide. So you're chasing her. And she also actually thinks it's funny that she's running you around in circles a little bit, she says. But there is something about I'll decide. That is um, so Madison. Yeah. yeah. It's both the girls. It's both yeah. of them. It is definitely yeah. there. And they, yeah, and they both love to run around and that whole butt thing, booty thing, like looking back. Mm -hmm. We call them both squirrels because they get the zoomies and they go running, whether they're with each other or on yeah. their own. Their tail like gets so big, like just like it's oh not their gosh. hair. They're not, they just like get the zoomies and their tails get really big and they look like squirrels. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. Well, they're here so comes cute. Friday now. Oh, hey, Friday. We're just talking oh. about. Yes. Oh my gosh. You girls are so amazing. I am oh. so excited. Thank you so much for this. We're going to have to book a longer session, maybe like a four to five hour session or something where yeah, we can sit down and do. talk to all the kitties. We really want That'd to be awesome that with, with some of the ones that, that we haven't had the chance to, um, that have passed, um, that are, that are in spirit if you will now um we really yeah so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit you guys up but thank you guys we so love that joining us uh, if you I'm guys so want just a weekend too, yeah if you guys just amazing. want a, a piece of 
um, what we just got today with your kitties um, here or in spirit, do sign up for the event. Um, and you can also, there, the link to the Animal Communication Collective is also in the description. So you guys can go check out more about their organization, what they do, who they are. Um, and so, we're we're just so grateful for you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Any final thoughts for, for two of my favorite intuitive people in the whole world? I just want to say how thrilled we are that you wanted to collaborate with us on this event for Heidi's Village. It's it's going to be amazing. Or in Boston, we say amazeballs. So it's going to be wicked awesome. And um, we are just so thrilled to be collaborating with you and love what you do. We have such a profound respect for what you guys do for kitties and health. And we're so glad to be able to kind of work with you guys too. Oh, oh, you sad. girls are beautiful. Super excited. It's been yeah. so much fun in the planning process and doing things like this. And um, it, it's, it's just amazing to see the community grow of people who care about the same things and how wonderful. Oh, who was that? Oh, baby. That's Friday. Best Friday. She's touching up her lipstick and straightening the seam down the back of her stockings to me. She's, we always call her, we call her princess and we call uh, Madison Angel. Like, nice. those, like those are like their princess. But I've always sung to her like the song, um, could you be the most beautiful girl in the world? So she knows. You have songs for all of your kitties. You may have to make a mixtape. <laughs> I will make a mixtape, yes. I love that. That would be fabulous. They love it. Where can find you guys? What are all of your, uh, I know you've got the uh, ACC, you already said mm -hmm. that. The website, yeah, but, but on social media, where social, can people follow like, you and keep up with all the awesome things that you things yeah. that you guys are going to be doing? So, I mean, as the ACC, as the Animal Communication Collective, we are on Facebook and Instagram. You can search us as the Animal Communication Collective. Um, once you get to the ACC website, there's a Teams page, and you can actually read. We all have our own pages, so you can read about us, our a little bit about our backgrounds. We are all 100% volunteered. Nobody makes anything by being a part of the Animal Communication Collective, except for doing good work. Um, but if you, if anybody's ever interested in a private reading with one of us, you can go from the ACC site and click straight through to one of our professional business sites where you can book private readings with us besides doing these, these great rescue organization events. So that's where you can find us. And, and from there, you'll see all of our personal Facebooks and Instagram handles and YouTube and all of that stuff. So it's a great kind of centralized place to find us all. I love it's that. Also a great place to send if you have mm -hmm. if you know someone who has a shelter or a rescue, um, it's a great place to send them. We have a pretty pretty detailed breakdown of how to go about reaching us to work together to set up an event. Mm -hmm. So if you are thinking in your head, I know somebody that this would be great for, send them to us. We'll be happy to give them a chat. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And they got guys, they do like all the work, like they do, they, they set up the event. They're, they're really amazing and organized, which it, you know, makes me a little you know, orgasm-ish. Um, <laughs> We're so glad we could do that for you, by the way. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do on video these days. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's all out of the goodness of everyone's yes, heart. I that's mean, right. This is just such a, the, the motivation and the intention and the everything. All the vibes that go into yeah. this are so beautiful. And, you know, just even peripherally seeing the work that you guys have done in the past, just so incredible. And collaboration, that partnership, collaborating with you guys yeah. for this event for Heidi's Village. 
And we hope again in the future. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Call us anytime. We're here. Fabulous. All right. We love you girls so much. Thank you. you Thank you everyone that uh, that joined us today. Again, look up Animal Communication Collective or click the link in the description to uh, get your tickets to join for next Next week's event. Um, We're we're super excited and we love you all. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Bye y'all.